Gule Wei, Orion de Peligrosa, and you're listening to the Feedback Podcast. What up, everybody? It's back with the Feedback Podcast, where we talk all things about the Austin nightlife, bartenders, DJs, and so on and so forth. And in this episode, I sit down with my good friend, Gerald Hayes, aka DJ Dig, and we talk about how he started DJing, uh, we talk about Table Manners Crew, we talk about hot bookings, uh, we talk about his collaboration with Vinyl Room. Uh, overall, great conversation, I love talking to the guy, and uh, stay tuned for the end of the show for all the recommendations for the week. Alright, let's go. And we're live. My name is Back. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast, when we talk everything nightlife Austin. And today, I have the pleasure to have my good friend with me, Gerald, a.k.a. DJ Dick. How you doing, man? I'm doing very well, Back. How are you? Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. No I problem. know you're busy. You got 25 jobs, 30 gigs of the week. It's crazy. Working like that Jamaican family on In Living Color. <laughs> nice. Pretty much. Uh, one thing I wanted, I wanted to thank you. Uh, also, because um, you DJed our first feedback party. Yes. And uh, I had Randy last week, and he had a blast. I know you did, too. He's the man. Yeah, that was a, that was just like a nice uh, excuse to, to kick it with Homeboy. Yeah. For right. sure. That was my first. QD's good people. Always. Always good. Shout out to QD. Um, so let's jump right into it. Um, you're a DJ here in Austin. Been doing it for, what, how many years? <clears throat> Since 01. Oh, one? Since 2001, since I was pretty much since I was old enough to drink. Oh, so how did you how did you become a DJ? What was it that made you want to become a DJ? Um, I was just uh, I well, both my parents grew up in Detroit. Their products were like Detroit in the 50s, so uh -huh. I always had music like in the background, in the foreground, Sunday afternoons with the windows open, all that. Oh, what kind? Um, it was like jazz, funk back then. What was it? A lot of yeah, a lot of R and B, a lot of soul. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Motown, a lot of Stevie Wonder. Um, nice. Whole nine. Just the whole nine. I didn't even know, like, um, you know, how deep my, my parents' crates were till I got to, like, high school. And I started writing. I was I was a photo editor in high school. I did a lot of journalism. I started writing for the Statesman, so I got to cover a lot of music. Oh, um, so you were born here? Born and raised Austinite. Represent. Represent. 5'8 soldier for life. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, I, I was, uh, I was, I had the, the luck of being exposed to really good music at a young age and I wrote a couple of articles that got picked up by Michael Corcoran and I wrote for the, or for the Statesman, uh, coming out of high school and into UT, um, into photojournalism school there and, um, uh, met a couple of people that really influenced me and my musical tastes, including this dude, Jay Erian, who I met through a mutual friend in high school and just showed me like Prodigy and, Lords of Acid and Chemical Brothers and all this crazy electronic music, and I was already into hip hop. And how old were you back then? Like this was when I was like, like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, listening to like Beastie Boys, <laughs> some Shotgun, rolling around Northside. Yeah, and um, yeah, 
<clears throat> so uh, fast forward to college, and I, I picked up um, my homeboy's turntables one night, just hanging out at his place, and um, I, I mashed up uh, Jason Evans' It's Like That and That's The Way It Is versus Daft Punk Around the World on like some 12 inches he had. Like you fig- just figured out how to do it? Or did well, he show like he, you? Like he showed me like how to use like the mixer like as a circuit, you know, just like how the how the faders worked. Uh-huh. And, you know, just I just kind of like messed around with it for a couple of hours and... Um, I, I don't remember if it was like a couple of hours or if it was like a, a session or two or whatever, but I, I remember having put those two together pretty early on. And I, I, when I heard it, I just lost it. I was like, I could do this. Like, I can't play drums. I have a little, like I played like clarinet and like piano way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had like a lot of musical background, but there wasn't really an outlet that I thought that could really fit me. Just like photography. Like I can, I can capture something in front of me if I know how to use the tool. Right. Um, but when I figured out that I could use turntables and a mixer as a tool, I was like, word. That was it? That was... That was the moment? That was that was a golden moment for sure. So did he become your mentor or something? Or He kind of he kind of was just by like... He's, he's kind of not even a mentor. He was like a surrogate big brother, Jay Arian, for sure. I, I actually just hung out with him. I got to go to Guitar Center with him to pick out a MIDI controller for him. And it was just like... I, I, I'm like I'm like 16 every time <laughs> I see that dude. So then you start... You start DJing what house parties or yeah, um, I DJed like he had this uh, makeshift garage. Him and a homeboy, uh, Dave Shelton, they had this like Northside garage that they had flipped. That they, they were like living in this two like two two together, um, off like Lamar, and they had this like garage they had flipped and had like club lights and like a little DJ rig, <laughs> and it was de- a little dance floor. Like it was so just like, parties on on weekends. Like, yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. And that was kind of like where I learned to like. I, I indoctrinated my best friend at the time, Tomer Gendler, and he luckily w- was conned into buying like a rig, and I kind of co-opted that rig and started gigging on Sixth Street. Not too long after that. Oh, right after. So you did. So for the first the first <clears throat> time you played in front of people was at that uh, place. The first time that I played, yeah, it was like <clears throat> kind of in the garage. Uh, yeah, in the garage the house parties. Yeah, exactly. And then you get your first gig on Sixth Street where. I actually that wasn't my first gig wasn't on Sixth Street. There was a there was a magazine back in the day called Feedback. It was like that is true. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember that magazine. That magazine, Dave, my friend, with Damon a C. owned it. It was yeah, it was a uh, it was Feedback with a C. Um, but Damon Williams, this uh, this awesome individual who now lives out in San Francisco, um, published it for a good long while, and it kind of defined the underground in Austin at the, at the at the time, like from like ninety eight, ninety nine, I think it was maybe two thousand uh-huh. for the next couple of years. And um, he was doing a residency at uh, Red Fez on like Mondays or Tuesdays, some really off night, but it was dope because he was playing really like progressive forward thinking house and Chicago house and like lo-fi and all this crazy issue you could get away with at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I just hit him up because I'd done a little, little bit of work with him and knew him from the nightlife. <clears throat> and I was really interested in getting involved and I had a bunch of wax that I'd been working on. I started going to Alien and buying stuff and Waterloo and buying stuff and just getting my crates together and... I was I was hungry, you know. I was real. Hungry. But it was all vinyl back then. It was all wax and CDJs. <laughs> but I, dude, I I was like, man, I was like Jack and Jay's key, and like going into his house during the day and like just practicing for hours. Like when I learned to record myself on mini disc, like that was uh-huh. the jam because then you could practice for it, like just get like an hour in, but then you could listen to yourself, uh-huh. and that would trip you out. Like that made you so much better because you could listen to it in third person because you're freaking out just trying to learn how to mix beats in real time. So, but so you had a you had no training as far as music. You just like, nah, man. It just, just came naturally. 
not not naturally, but like you just kind of pick it up. And I I I was going out all the time then, um, and you could still do that back in the day. You know, even when I was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty, because there were eighteen up clubs in Austin yeah, back, back then, in the yes. day. Um, so I mean, Jason Jenkins was out playing. Toddy B was out playing. I didn't even know like who Jesse Brady was at the time, but he was out there um, mm-hmm. playing. And all those dudes would end up being like, you know, I still work with a lot of those guys. Todd still hooks me up with the most gigs, like one of the nicest dudes in the game for sure. Um, Damon had a night at Red Fez. <clears throat> I can't remember if it was on a Monday or Tuesday night at the time, but uh, this is like circa 01. Um, and um, he was playing a lot of really good progressive house and like, you know, 4-4 and lo-fi and down tempo and interesting-ish. And I just hit him up and asked him if I could maybe do a guest spot. And he was nice enough to let me jump in. And um, it was dope because, like, everybody showed up. Like, like imagine having your first gig mm-hmm. at a club and, like, every house DJ that you respect in the game shows up to see you play. I would mess up somehow. Yeah, dude. It was <laughs> it was a trip. It was you a did? trip. No, nah, no, nah, I didn't, actually. I, really? I, I kind of wrecked it. You like, were, ner- I, I you were pretty, nervous? It was, I, was, I was nervous as hell. Oh, for sure. How long did you play? How long? I don't know. I don't remember. It's probably, it's probably just like 45 minutes or an hour or something. Nah, that's still a lot, man. It was a long set. Um, but I had, you know, I had it like mapped the. Yeah, he had like, it by the second, was, like yeah. when to mix what. Yeah, it was stupid. So it was, it was house? Mostly. Mostly? Mostly. That's how it, that was how it really started. Like I was, I was, I was into everything. Like I said, like I listened to Tribe. I listened to Beastie Boys. Um, I listened to, I listened to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but house was a really easy, I knew that house was going to be an easier genre to learn than what I really wanted to do open format because there was a history of open format and you got to know your BPMs and how to slide ish in and out. And I wasn't ready for all that. I just knew that I had to get my BPMs down and learn how to mix beats because that was like step one. So what you call open format is you can just go across different types of music. Any genre. Oh, okay. Just like kind of making the, uh, I don't know, just, just, just kind of seeing the, the overall set for what you want it to be. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that term. Yeah. Uh, so when did uh, so Red Fez? You get your start. Then I mean, you've played all over the place after that, right? You got played a couple spots, like residencies. Like uh, after that, I got a residency through my friend Claire um, at Agave on Sixth. Oh, that's right, Agave. And that was where Agave. I met. Agave. That was when I met Brian Smith, who would forever change my life. And change has changed a lot of people's lives. That a lot of true. bad, bad, bad <laughs> dudes in the scenes' lives and and chicks. Um, and uh, yeah, that was I was there for what like forever for like two years, three years. Just that was where I like, like got my butt kicked, learned how to like how to play the room, um, figured out that you know you can't just always play what you want if you want to work in this ish. Oh yeah, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I figured, I, I, I figured I, I you'd want to go there. I yeah. love to talk to you about this thing. Oh, I love God. it. It's gonna be one of those. So, where did the the dig part come in? Where did the dig part come in? Yeah, um, man, it was honestly kind of like I, I I've never had a whole lot of nicknames. Like now, I guess I have like a, a few, but yeah, back in the day, I didn't really have a whole ton of nicknames. But um, I, I had this uh, nickname that my fraternity had given me uh, back in the day, and it just kind of worked. So, so that was it. That was kind of it. Just I just adopted it. Like it was the only other nickname that I really had. The, but it never, aside from Gerd. That was my like. That was there was like one person in journalism in high school that was mad at me, and she called me Gerd, <laughs> and we looked up Gerd after the fact, and it's like a gastro, like some nasty. Yeah, it's some foul. Wait, so there, was there a reason behind the name Dig, or it was just? 
It was okay. So we went on a. Uh, I went on a trip. I went on a trip with, uh, with uh, all these dudes in Sigma Pi in the fraternity that I was in in college. Uh-huh. Before I was in it, like my freshman year, and we went out to this dude's like like ranch and like Seguin and kicked it, and actually had a really really good time. They were uh, they were dope dudes, and I was not sold on the fraternity. And we went out mudding, and we like made a campfire and ish. We went out mudding and got this dude's like four by four, this dude's jeep stuck in the mud on this dude's land. We ended up having to like send out for a wench, but for like you know the better part of like the evening, I tried to like. Or we tried to like dig that fool out of there, and because that was like the, like, I don't know, I guess like the instance that kind of like sold me on the fraternity. Uh-huh. That was what stuck. Dig. Nice man, I like it. I like it. I like it. So, for those who've never heard you before, I've known you for I don't know way too long. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you for that. I love you, man. No, of course, I love you too. Um, for those who don't know, like, how would you describe when I let's say it's Friday, Saturday, and I walk in someplace and there you are doing your thing? Like, how would you just des- how did, would you describe that to someone who's never heard you? <clears throat> that kind of depends on the thing that they're walking into. Okay, you know what I mean. Describe well. Well, I mean, yeah, so, you do have you do have a range to some degree. So, um, so I try to really I try to play the room as best I can. Um, I have my staples. I love hip hop. I love funk. I love um, you know a lot of formats of electronic music. Yeah. Um, I like I, I like I love a good pop song. Um, I don't know. I, I I really just try to like really pick apart the entire spectrum of of music and people's experiences and uh-huh. try to play to that. Um, you know, I try to be really, really conscious of that. But is it, um, is it more of a fast paced kind of thing? Like I was talking to Orion and you rarely hear Orion play a whole verse. He'll <laughs> yeah. jump from, he'll mix yeah. something and then he'll say, well, let me just add the vocals from this song. Right. And then it's all over the place, but it's really quick. Right. And then you have the other one that play, like, okay, I'll play the whole song because apparently everybody's singing it or something. And right. then I'll switch at the end. So what is, what is your format, I guess? Um, that there's a time and a place for everything. And I try to like, it really, 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 my, I guess my, um, if I had like an underlying philosophy, it's that yeah. I don't really DJ songs as much as I like to DJ emotions. Okay. You know what I mean? Like anybody can DJ songs. Anybody can DJ like a pop set. Or like a top forty set, or like a trance set, or whatever. But even I could, anybody can. I yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I'll and a lot this. of DJs do, man. I, or you can you can select it, you know. Right, I mean? right, right, right. But um, I, I think that that what really makes a good DJ is being able to um, associate what feeling the room needs mm-hmm. and what song, you know, forces that emotion or you, suggests that emotion. Do you have go tos for those emotions? Hell yeah. All right then. Let's give me some of them, man. It's uh, let's okay. say that, okay. Let's say I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna give you scenarios. Here we you go. tell me what you would do. Here we go. All right. Here we so go. So you walk in a place, and most of the people there are just standing around talking about work and how Austin has crazy weather. Right. And what's your song to wake them up? Or just say, "Hey, by the way, I'm here." I'm um, up. man, that's you can go in a couple of directions depending on what the weather's doing, but if, like. I've definitely, um, the weirdest situation I ever walked into, I went into a situation at like a restaurant and some, one of the people, one of the members of the staff, unfortunately had, had left us uh-huh. like, a, like a day or two before. 
And I had to walk in there and play like a four hour set. And the staff, like you walked in and you could like feel, you could like tell the staff was affected, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh my God. Come on and shake that booty. Right, <laughs> right. Little John, obviously. Okay. <laughs> and I played Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. That was my first track. I just, I was just like, we got to clear the air. We got to like kind of wash it anew. Like this is going to be rough, but like, you know, like we got each other. Let's just start moving forward. And that was kind of the philosophy of that set. Nice. I like that. But um, it's it, it's the Beatles. I know there's a lot more. It's gonna be like, oh, Beatles, of course. But then you know, that's oh yeah. And Sam's over here like two chains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so I like I like the 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 emotion part because it's not really about playing music as much as it's more about connecting with it's the a crowd. Feeling, you yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. you want to you can make people happy and crazy. You can slow them down and say, hey, grab your girl and. Right. Tell her, tell her you love her. Right. Can't, yeah, okay, exactly. Uh, so, how how do you consume music? Like, how do you get your stuff? A bunch of ways. Um, I'm really lucky because I have uh, now. I've I've got a bunch of outlets. Um, I love just I, I I bookmark blogs. I've got a really long RSS list, so that's one of my favorite to do's lately. SoundCloud is everybody's homeboy. If you're DJing, SoundCloud is the jam. Mm-hmm. Um, do Androids Dance, my boy. I think I'm pretty sure Brent Tactic is running that blog, but that's that's been a really like dope outlet for um, really good dance floor stuff, electronic stuff. Um, Jesse, Brady, and Gravitas have a mailing list that do a ton of promos that I use a ton that, that really keep me balanced. Um, but aside from that, man, I just try to stay on top of it. I just like, I, uh, people just slide me a lot of random stuff. I just try to stay, stay up on, on what's current and try to be conscientious of, you know, any holes that I've missed in like the musical spectrum. Cause at the end of the day, that's really what it's all about is just, you know, knowing, knowing what, what little faceted emotions you can pull out of having a bigger library and more musical depth. And so knowledge. a good night to you is when you've been able to take all people through th- a roller coaster of emotions or okay tonight I'm doing happy or tonight I'm doing like you come up you come up with a theme or you just as you go you kind of take them up and down depends on the gig like right now it's wedding season and right. I do a ton of weddings like I you know I run I run hot bookings so I run my own booking agency mm-hmm. and that's everything from like poetry slam to like vinyl to plush to um to, to corporate events, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, right now it's wedding season and, you know, a lot of people frown on that. A lot of people are like, ah, tongue in cheek, whatever, whatever. But a, it's really good money. Yes. It's, it's, it's a really important event, you know? And what I like to think I've done is kind of made a market for a real DJ to, or not made it. Cause there's a lot of DJs that have gotten paid really well doing it. I'm not like the first one to do it. But um, I I actually take a lot of pride in my wedding DJing because I really do put my heart and soul into it. And it is like something that, you know, as like a hopeless romantic has always like, you know, kept me like I see these people like throwing their whole lives into it. And I want to throw it makes me want to throw my whole life into it, too. And that's that's if you don't want to do that, then you shouldn't DJ weddings. Good point. That's somebody's day. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very somebody's day. Yeah. You can't you can't mess that up. So this is a, this is the question I ask all the DJs I have on the show. Uh oh, what is your song request policy? Depends on the environment. Okay, um, like if a DJ is already killing it and you want something that's a complete left turn, 
like don't go there you know like just or like write it down and slide it his way gently and oh and nicely. i've never seen that actually you know like that's that's what that's what like big cities when you don't know nobody like that's the safe thing to do if you're in if dude if you're in chicago austinites if you're like in new york city and you're gonna request some ish write it down and slide it gently with money that's the way that you make a request or maybe ask the dj what they're drinking that's a good way too it's a real easy way but coming up and say it's my birthday don't do that <laughs> your mama does not want to see you doing that. and if your mama does want to see you doing that both of y'all should probably leave the club if your mama's in there <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> just saying alright let's move on to uh, I guess one of the things that uh, you're integ- in- integral integral part integral. of integral integral part yes, of Table Manners Crew so Table Manners Crew has been around what seven eight <clears throat> It was founded oh five, so now we're yeah. This is coming up on the ninth. Oh wow! Yeah. So how did that how did that come about? That was the brainchild of when Tatsu Aikawa, aka DJ Tots, um, owner of Ramen Tatsuya, one of the most delectable yeah, very good ramen in town. Um, so yeah, Tots came. Tots. Um, Todd's actually rolled up on Tommy Boulevard when we were DJing together at Firehouse back in the day on like a Thursday night mm-hmm. and um, told Tommy that he was starting up a two by four Saturday nights at Plush with uh, Nerdy Harry and uh, that he wanted him to come in or if he was interested, he should stop by. And he kind of turned to me because I was sitting down next to him and um, he was like, oh, yeah, you sound OK. You should come, too. Just like that? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> they didn't know who you were or something? No, man. Like, me and Todd had never really met. We had, like, been in the same room a few times and, like, you know, like, I think we were, like, like um, familiar with one another. We knew who one another was, but we hadn't really kicked it. We didn't really, we hadn't had any quality time for sure. I just knew he was a bad motherfucker. So. And he is. Yeah, he is. Well, you know, I heard that and I was like, word. So I was there, like. Saturday with like crates of wax and like my CDJs and mad CDs and like the whole nine. This is like before. This is like pre Serato. So, so how did how did it grow so fast? Because there was a big, I don't know. There was there was still there's there's always been like a lot of good hip hop in Austin, but uh, we were lucky enough to get a lot of shine real early on, and we were at a really good club with amazing people. on staff at the time, mm-hmm. um, Brian kind of being the centerpiece and, um, the skinny John, um, God, just the who's who, everybody that's ever worked at plush, like just all underground, like incredible people. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and it is kind of a hip hop Mecca of Austin, I would say. Cause like <clears throat> for my part, like I was looking for the hip hop that I like what I mean by that is the the nineties, like Helter Skelter, Helter Skelter, the Wu Tangs, the Mob Deep, the Das Effects, the De La, all of that. Yeah. And I walked into Plush, actual hip hop. Yes, and I walked into Plush on a Saturday night, and I was just blown away by all the. It was all the hip hop I wanted, right? Because there was nothing, nobody else was doing it, right? So I guess that's that's what sets you apart from every other. Well, and we were lucky enough to be able to do it at the time. We were doing not only were we doing like all hip hop, but we were doing a hip hop two by four every damn Saturday. Yeah, like we were there every weekend for the fir- for the first like what three years, four years probably. Mm-hmm. Which at the time it was just you know that's for Austin. That's not a bad run. That's pretty good. It's not a bad run. 
So who, who's all in it now? So the current membership is as follows. One, Kid Slice. Um, yeah. Was that on the show? Awesome human being. Uh, John Crown over DJ Crown, who just got married a couple weeks ago. Another awesome individual. Congrats. DJ Charlie, um, LNS Crew, and Dusty Groove Radio. Um, and DJ Ramo, who is part of Applied Pressure. Uh-huh. And uh, is based out of Lubbock, but comes in first weekends um, every month to play vinyl. And uh, or uh, actually, he's going to be playing Empire with me uh, the first Friday of every month, as well as uh, TMC for the regroup. So, how how would you describe uh, Saturday Plush? Um, it's like, kind of you. You guys started it pretty much, right? I mean, as far as the the hip hop goes. I mean, we didn't start it. We didn't start it by any means. I mean, Mel's been doing Monday night, Monday nights at Nasties for like that. That show can drink. seventeen years. That show can drink, dude. That show's like twenty one. It was started in ninety six. Yeah. So do the math. You know, that's that's some forever shit. Um, but yeah, we've we've we were lucky enough to kind of pick it up at a time and in a location um, and on a schedule that, that was really accessible to people because there wasn't a whole lot of like underground hip hop being played downtown it was all top 40 it was all the disposable college dollar it was all dirty six style um not all of it but if it wasn't and it was local it it, it was not getting a lot of the same respect that shows that had come previously had like hip-hop hump day back in the day when like bavu and mm-hmm. you know when it was like a conglomerate t-double all these people that were getting together to make this huge movement and have the, kind of the bigger scope of hip-hop brought into the island that is austin sometimes so you know, just having it at plush downtown every weekend was just like people like people like you were just like, yes, exactly. We see it like let's make a community out of this. Mm-hmm. And we, and a lot of people supported and it was dope. I mean, Mel was our first guest. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So how, how, how would you describe the atmosphere <clears throat> to someone who's never been? It's like, OK, so early on, it's kind of like DJ's DJ's night. We just play kind of whatever we want. It's usually pretty, pretty chilled out, pretty like, you know. Uh, it's it's either like for the ladies or super underground, but it's generally pretty heady, honestly. But it's good. It's just good for DJ ish. Um, and depending on when the night pops off, because Plush has this thing where you just like it'll be like anywhere early in the evening, and depending on the vibe or what's going on or what people are pre partying or whatever, you just look up and all of a sudden there's more people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, people just bum rush the place. Just, boom! It's just like it goes from like kind of nothing to maybe a few people to like sardines in a freaking tin man like out of nowhere um and when it gets to that point like usually it's a it's a pretty solid progression um but when it gets popping like plush is the truth like that's that's been my baby for for a long time and i love that project for a reason um and the two by four when it's done well is um it's pretty un- unfuckwittable. Like it's it's um it's 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 a good set, and we try to go into a lot of interesting places. We try to do some some juggles and cuts, and get you really involved and in, in love with the art form. Because mm-hmm. um, you can have your your music served up any number of ways. You know, if if it's DJed well, then you'll come back. And I'm willing to bet that if you come and and check it out on a regroup night, especially, that you'll come back. Yeah, for those who don't know, two by four means two DJs on two DJs two, playing two, cooperatively two. on the same sound system at the same time. Yeah, so they they go back and forth. They have different styles. They do all kinds of crazy stuff. And the thing I really like about Plush is that um, 
at some point, I mean, at least back then, I don't have to do it any, anymore, but... Who that? Uh, when people just sing their hearts out, mm. like you'll drop an outcast. Drop the right song at the uh, right time. Yeah, and then, and then everybody is just rapping. I mean, we used to do battles in the back just to see who knew the lyrics the better. <laughs> you and, still do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's, that is true. Mm-hmm. No, but it's, it's that kind of crowd. It, it's uh, hip hop lovers uh, who just want to, you know, hear the stuff, the, the underground, the really dirty kind of kind of hip hop. And it's evolved. It's evolved a lot over yeah. the past uh, eight, nine, it's going to be nine years. This year. Nine years. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. No joke. So then you, you um, when did you decide to start the booking thing? Um, <clears throat> so I uh, I guess it was like oh nine oh nine oh ten. So um, what, what made you want to get into that? Um, I actually it was weird. I actually got an account. Um, I I I made a trip to Seattle right after the economy crashed because I said I was going to do it, and I'm fucking ignorant. And um, I came back to Austin kind of with my tail between my legs, but I just started like gigging like mad, and. Um, it was pretty dope because um, I ended up getting an account that was more money than I could really like a more money that I could like not report and be more um, DJing than I could take on by myself. So I figured out how to kind of run a Google calendar and um, start booking some other DJs and created a DBA and just been booking DJs and doing like consulting pretty much full time for the last what three, four years. So it's a collective like, Booth pimps and peligrosa, or to a degree, or it's, it's more um, of a business thing. It's it's more of a business thing. It's more of like a booking agency. It's a booking and consulting agency, right? Uh, or booking agency consulting firm. So um, I try to find the right person for the right room, you know, with the right gear at the right price. How That's, big is your army? Um, it's not exclusive, but I work with anywhere from like a dozen people a dozen talents on the regular to like you know considering like south by and just like people that come in and out you know anywhere from like 25 to like 50 i don't know it's pretty it's pretty thick and we're taking on and this is gonna be an insane year dude we've got we've got we got a lot of work to do and i need i need a lot of really good djs right now like a lot of them You're really mm-hmm. building an army, man. So, yeah, dude. W- was was there any pressure starting something like that? Hell know, yeah. Coming after Tibble Matters? Oh, man, the most. Especially because I didn't realize how much the name was going to offend people at first. Really? Because it really pissed a lot of people off. And it happened at a really bad time in my life. Like, I I pretty much started the company and did a lot of badass stuff. And then it was when I was kind of involved with, like, the wrong person at the wrong time. And it was just, a like, almost literal. It, I, I couldn't even say it was a train wreck because it was actually a car crash. Oh, and I ended up like in one night losing my car, my license, and all of my photographic gear, all my DJ gear. You lost your laptop? Uh, no, I lost my, uh, I'm not going to say she's insane. I lost my, um, at the time, kind of questionable ex's laptop that I was borrowing, which was even worse (laughs) in retrospect. But it was, but I recovered and I was just the whole time that all this insane ish was going down. I was just like, as long as I can keep the company afloat, we're cool. As long as I can keep the company afloat, we're cool. Uh-huh. And yeah. So at this here. point, you have, uh, you're booking people all over town, right? Yeah. And on any given night, you have someone playing any given number of spots. Like, um, with, now give me like a Friday and a Saturday. Like, where, where's everybody? Okay. So, so people know. okay. Here. So here, this Friday and Saturday, here's what we're looking at. We got 
He's looking at his calendar. In my calendar, literally. It's not time for plugs yet, but he's he's already. This is it. real talk, man. Okay. We can just get rid of it right now. I'll have <laughs> Andre Santiago is going to be over at Birds in High Park for happy Take notes, hour, guys. Like four to six ish, like in the afternoon. Um, hard to pronounce. The homeboy is going to be over on East Six tomorrow for happy hour. Um, G King is going to be at Hyde Park Friday. Jessica will be at East Sixth Friday afternoon. Um, DK and Ash are going to be at Vinyl Friday night. And uh, DJ Five O is going to be up at uh, Top Golf, while me and Galvanics are at Vulcan on Sixth Street. And not to mention Jessica is going to be over at uh, Geisha Room Friday night as well. You everywhere. I don't even know. I you don't even want to hear Saturday. No, no, I man. I don't even know half of these people because I, I, I didn't know it was that big. I thought you were operating with, you know, six, seven DJs. Oh man, we got spread. That's good. So if if I'm trying to, um, if I'm someone listening right now and I want to plan a party, yeah, hot bookings exactly. Head of the table bookings exactly. So two cheese people. Two T's. Go to facebook.com slash H-O-T-T bookings, and you can just holler my way. So what, what do you think overall of the, um, the the local DJ scene, like, you know, 6th Street versus East Side versus West Side? It's, it's kind of dope, actually. It's a lot like, it's it, it's almost like New York now. It's cool, because, like, New York has, uh, has, like, Manhattan and, like, the meat. Uh, sorry, New York has like Manhattan and uh, and like the meatpacking district. You know, you have like you have you have Manhattan DJing, which is a lot more like top forty and kind of uh, uh, centered to the Clear Channel crowd, I guess you might say, <laughs> as opposed to like playing Brooklyn, which Brooklyn is kind of more like the uh, the the Far East Sixth Street experience, where you can kind of play whatever you want or get really gritty, uh-huh. um, or you know, you're really playing for the kids, as opposed to you know like kind of the the money scene so you think this is uh it's at its best right now because of all the diversity man in austin yeah i mean austin's just a it's just a and it's always been a really because of the way that everything is is kind of uh laid out you know because you have so much competition um in such a small space Mm -hmm. um it's it's just a really good training ground for good djs it really is there's there's just a lot of places to play on the regular Right. And um there's, you a lot really, of, there's a lot of DJs coming up. There's a lot of DJs coming up. There's a lot of good talent. There's a lot of hungry kids, which we which we've needed, I think, for a good long time. Because a, a, a lot of us have just been getting soft. <laughs> I've definitely been trying to like challenge myself more. I'm aware of it. I was I was soft for a couple of years there because I was running the fucking company and trying to burn the candle at both ends. And um now I'm trying to get, you know, just just focus on what's important and make time for it because, mm-hmm. you know. Cool. Nobody wants to Nobody wants to sound sloppy. Nobody wants to get soft. Nobody. Uh, let's talk about the whole vinyl thing. It was it was kind of like I never seen this kind of thing before. And one, the place is dope. Uh, I've been talking about it a lot uh, in in the show. Uh, Appreciate it, by the way. Thanks for the support. You got it. It's what uh, fuel used to be for you, old timers, I guess. And. It's on between sixth and seventh on Trinity. It's inside Chicago seven, Trinity, House. You yeah. go inside, and then there's a little door. You go through that, and you end up in this low key lounge, kind of dim light, reddish with a wall of vinyls and grown folk stuff. It's on Sixth Street, but kids don't go there. They don't even know it exists. So it's grown folk stuff. So place came out like what 
three months ago? We rolled months? it out in January. January. Mid January. So how did it collect? Because you work closely with that place and a lot of things. Actually, you're the one who books everything over there at this point. Uh, not not necessarily everything, but um, I was lucky enough to have been introduced to the in-house booker, uh, Caitlin Starbuck, who is another just dope, yeah, amazing person. It was really fortuitous to meet. Um, I was looking for like a, a post like Y2K lounge, like Brown Bar or something, like where we could do lo-fi just as easily as we could do like a hip hop set. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was I looked at a couple of places. Uh, just before December and I was lucky enough to run to Caitlin and she showed me the space and I was just like sold like done yeah gotta do it so what you got what you got going on right now over there like uh, recurring just so that people know um right now we're getting I'm actually closing out the May calendar as we speak hopefully it'll be done by tomorrow but uh why don't you have to no, 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 no. We just have we have we have we have a bunch of cool staffing. Really, we're we're just trying to get really quality DJs in there, and whatever the sound is, it's we we have a we have sound that's kind of all over the place outside of Motown on Mondays, which is obviously this you know the the nationwide show that goes on in thirteen cities is back in Austin. I do that with Chorizo Funk and yeah. uh, Danny Spence from the Austin Boogie Crew. Um, and I staff Fridays and Saturdays and we're starting to staff a couple of, uh, recurring, uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays as well. So, um, you can check it out on Facebook. There's a direct link from my Facebook page for sure. And okay. From the, and from the hot bookings page. Yeah. I have a, I'll have all those, uh, those links, uh, up on the, on the post. I appreciate it. But yeah, vinyl is, um, I mean, it's a pretty stellar room, man. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. And it's, again, it's low key and, uh, the music is not what you hear like next door. That that's how I, that's how I think. <laughs> Word. Like just well put, no yeah. top forty. It's like grown folks business, I guess. Yeah, we just try to curate it well. We we really we really want to curate it with good talent. Um so yeah. Come pop your head in if you haven't checked it out yet. It's worth it. Yeah, I've been talking about it. So you guys gotta check it out. So you did the table manners thing. Yes. You're doing the hot bookings now. Yes. Working with closely with vinyl. Yes. But you also work with a lot of artists locally, and people just come to town. Like, yeah. who, who did you? Who did? Who did you have uh, recently? Um, man, I haven't. I really haven't. I don't feel like I've. I probably haven't done that much in the way of big names lately. Um, Slice was nice enough to let me jump on stage with him to open up for uh, Pusha T for the PlayStation 4 showcase yeah. uh, at South by Southwest, which was dope. Um, I opened up for uh, Afro Man the day after Thanksgiving, actually, at uh, at uh, the backyard of off, of, uh, off 7th Street. Um, man, I, I can't even, like, place it right now. In the past, I've opened up for, like, uh, Low Budget, um, who's, like, MIA's tour DJ. Um, MIA was there. It was a big deal. Questlove. I've opened for Questlove a couple of times now. What did you say? How, how did that go? Uh, the Questlove bu- opened? Yeah, because I had a story. I, we had a Questlove story from Zeely. Because um, as a host, he was a host, and Questlove was spinning. Yeah. So did you get? You didn't get to spin with him. You just opened for him, right? I opened for him. Yeah. So how, what was it, what was that like? It was dope. He was uh, the first time was real was real weird because like they had just gotten out of their gig and you could tell he was real rushed and we were playing Barcelona, which if you've never seen the DJ with the Barcelona is a bit it's kind of narrow. Yeah. And he's 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 not a small dude, and um yeah like it was it was just real. It's it's insane meeting a dude that dope for the first time, like just that on on the level and having to 
like squeeze by him <laughs> like <laughs> like like japanese subway style um it was it was dope though it was really cool he was really really nice guy he was really easy to work with and um he was he was even nicer the second time and was actually really really like seemed really um esteemed to have had me back again to open for him so mm-hmm. it was dope cool cool all right we're going to play a game now what you got uh a few questions here Put these streets in order from I-35 to Congress. Oh, man. You can play at home, too. I, I, I messed it up myself. There's actually there's a, there's a trick in the question. Uh, you All the what? streets. You know what? You from, know what? You from 35 just, to Congress. Just, you want me to just name them? Yeah, name the streets. All right. From east to west. From 35 right. so, to Congress. So Red River. Nope. What? From where? From what street? What street from, are you passing uh, from, on? From I-35 I, to, to Congress. Yeah, now, give what, me, give what, me all of them, and I'll tell you. Along along what street? Along which? Along Sixth Street. Number Street. Okay. Um, okay. So you're talking Waller to um, Red River to Natchez to San Jack to uh, Brazos, and then you're Congress. No. Uh, what I miss? <laughs> oh, Trinity. I miss Trinity. Ironically enough. You want to try again? Uh sure. What? Uh Red River or sorry. Uh, it's 35. 35. Then what? Then what? Going west. Waller. Uh Red River. Natchez, Trinity, San Jack, Brazos, Congress. Yeah, one wrong. Which did I get? Waller is on the east side of 35. Oh, you're right. What's the what is the what is the half street? Sabine the, Street. Sabine. It is Sabine. <laughs> no, you're totally right. I thought you were Austin, born Austin, and raised. I am Austin, born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I, I don't Nobody even know myself. Nobody uses Sabine. No, but it's still a street. Crackheads use Sabine. <laughs> uh, if you were off on the Friday night, where would you go and why? And you can't, and not none of the spots that you book place. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah, book. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, hmm, that's a really good question, actually. Um, on my nights off, honestly, I, I like going to the movies. No, no, no. Let's say you go out. <laughs> if I go out? Yeah. Um, you know what I would check out? I would I would try to see wherever um, Exploded Drawing, Ephraim Owens, or Gary Clark might be playing. Because those are, like, three of my favorite acts. Like, I can't really say, like, a place or anything. But as far as, like, talent that actually gets me out on my night off, mm-hmm. those three dudes or those three acts, like, get me off the... Off the couch. Do they play on a regular basis or something? Or um, they don't have any regular Friday residencies. Exploded Drawing actually does a lot of stuff on Fridays at the uh, Museum of Human Achievement, um, over off of Lions on the East Side. Yeah, just just dope. It's just a, a sick DIY space, and the whole show is DIY production and DIY lighting and video and DIY drinks, and it's just real off the map and amazing. Yeah, you have to. Uh, it's let, real sick. Let, let me know about that because it's real sick. I want to check it out. Cool, cool. That's dope. Let's play another game. What you got? Called Who Sampled? I'm gonna play the original sample and you, you're gonna have to figure out who sampled that song. Aight. Ready? Let it play, let it play. You guys can guess at home. 
That'd be dope. Yeah, this is a. Uh, is this who? It's, this, this, it's Jason Derulo, right? It's the the talk dirty the talk dirty to him song. Jason. <laughs> Bravo. I like to play this game. This was a request. This was a request. This was the only reason that I know. The only reason I got out ahead of this song is because of a request. Actually, really? Hell yeah! What do you think? Oh no! Actually, I was like, it was one of those times that like you have like somebody come up and like, hey, can you hear me? Like the standard issue, like. But I, I like, got it real quick and dropped it. Like listened to it, previewed it, and it was just like. I got to get And immediately, like, old people even, like, you know, like, like cougars. Cougars heard this and were, like, like just falling out. Just falling out. Couldn't get enough. That's awesome. Couldn't get enough. You love the song. Just twerk, 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 twerk. All right, next question. Uh, why did Zilly stop doing battle raps? I had Zilly on the show. Oh snap! I actually did not listen to the episode thoroughly enough to know that. Why did Why did Zilly? I did, take a wild guess. I would I would wild guess that uh, that uh, I, I don't know that he's an honorable dude. A real Valens a real honorable dude. Um, and so I don't want to make him sound soft, but I could see him doing it. Like one of the reasons that I don't do a lot of contests or ish like that is just. Um, uh, because it gets taken so personal, and because Ish can boil over so easily, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, I think that I'm at my most creative when I'm not, when I'm when I'm actually not in a competition necessarily. It's one of the reasons that I love the two by four. It's more my format. It's where my focus is. It's just like making a better product. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, but let me know what's. Well, he, was he, he too good? No, Tell me he said he was no, just too he, good. He, he got. He was part of a competition. And he got to some one of the last rounds, Word. and then all the all the other MCs were had their verse written. Oh, and he, that's Word. not what it's about. Word. Zilly just does it off the top. Yeah. He looks off at you, yeah, and one take, yeah, yeah, analyze you, and, sure. and then just tears you, know, you apart. Exactly. So <laughs> when he saw that a bunch of MCs in the competition were doing that kind of stuff, he was like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done with this." And then. Moved on to bigger and better things, as we all know. Word. If you haven't got a chance, if you haven't had a chance to check uh, check out that episode, guys, uh, make sure you go back and listen. Cool. Any? uh, What can people? We've been talking for like forty five minutes. Seems like nothing. Yeah, it goes by fast. It does go by fast. So, what can people uh, find you? And hot bookings and all stuff you got going on. Uh, we got all sorts of stuff going on this weekend. And why can people find you first? Okay, like Twitter, can find Facebook. Me. Okay, I'm at I am at D I G G T M C on Twitter or at Head of the Table One on Twitter for the company. Um, I'm on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash D I G G dot T M C. Um and uh, Instagram same same ish dig TMC D I G G TMC mm-hmm. I got a really dope Instagram account if I do say so myself cool and I got a real cute girlfriend now that I take a bunch of pictures of so check that out it's dope. <laughs> um yeah and um 
But yeah, I got a bunch of residencies and and guest spots and. Well, what were you? Where are you going to be this week? This so week, starting Thursday. Starting Thursday. Okay, so I, I'm not I'm not playing Thursday, but like I said, we got all those kids over at Birds, um, the Hyde Park and East Six locations. Uh, Friday, I'll be over at Vulcan. At Vulcan, yeah, Gas it's Vulcan Gas Company, guys. Uh, real quick on that. That's a new place on 6th Street, 6th and Nietzsche's. 6th and Nietzsche's. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, the guy who runs it, a uh, really good friend, Chris Doss. Awesome. Who I, I awesome had on the show. Costume. Used to run uh, 6th Lounge and Hangar Lounge. Really good, great people. The place is huge. <sighs> the sound system is insane. Huge. Um, the light work, shout out to Wes, uh, is awesome too. Yeah. It's a nice spot. They, they're going to have a lot of... Different things going on over there. So, yeah. What What, what are you doing that night? You just I'm gonna be special? over there. As a matter of fact, well, we I honestly I just jumped in on this project. Uh, props to the Applied Pressure Boys, uh, especially Chris Jackson and um, uh, Fourth Wall and uh, Gabe King uh, for for hollering at me about this. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna be kind of based uh, on Fridays, but I'm gonna have a bunch of guests. So my guest this Friday, luckily, is uh, Morgan Crozier Galvanics from Gravitas. He does a lot of um, electro glitch EDM as well as hip hop and kind of open format stuff like I do. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's going to be guesting with me over there um, while DK, DJ DK and DJ Ash are going to be over at Vinyl. Uh, they're going to be sharing a set over there together. Uh, Jessica is going to be at Geisha. And uh, Saturday, I'm going to be back over, I'm going to be over at Vinyl with like Shark Week, Metronome, DK, um, and DJ KB from Dub Academy. And we're doing yeah. like an all, basically an all bud Variety night, so it's gonna be like nothing but like weed raps and smoke songs and ish like that for 420. Mm-hmm. And then 420, I'll be at North Door with uh Jessica for BC Smoke Shop's 420 party as well. And Monday, back at vinyl for Motown on Mondays, where we're gonna have uh, uh, then oh, yeah, we're gonna have Dano, old friend of mine. God, that's gonna yeah, be I, awesome. I, I, that's I, gonna be so much fun. That dude is dope. <laughs> That kid has the best, the best punk soul selection. Yeah, Motown, Motown on Monday is definitely one of those spots. Uh, if you like that era, that's the place to be. Keep and again, it's, it started like in California or something. Yeah, um, yeah. If you're not familiar, um, it's 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 just some really cool national DJ uh, uh, ish to know. Um, a lot of our friends come down by way of it, but it was started by um, our friend Donovan um, out in uh, San Fran. And uh, he just wanted to play Motown to remind him of his mom. And ironically, he just kind of started the night based off of that. That's why it's you know, called Mom. So, oh, um, right. So um, that is smart. I never noticed. So it expanded. It, it, it expanded to like L.A. and L.A., um, you know, a couple of other people got their hands in it, including our friend uh, Expo, Josh, who is like mm-hmm. one of the just coolest workers in the game. Um Plattern, Luke, another close homie of ours, um, runs like the Oakland chapter as part of the Oakland chapter. But all these different chapters started popping up, all doing Motown on Mondays based off of this one party. So uh, we did have a chapter in Austin not too long ago. It kind of, um, it, it, we've, we've made some changes since then, since that party kind of disbanded. Mm-hmm. So now it's myself, Chorizo Funk, and like I said, Danny Spence from Austin Boogie Crew. Uh, representing Austin as like the 13th city doing Motown on Mondays every Monday night. Oh, the mom thing is, that is, that is dope, man. I like that. And it's cool because like actually only in like two months, three months, we've had like, like three or four national DJs, like people who otherwise might not have had like the same, you know, format or place to play, be able to come through and just guest, just, just play their ish. And they've been, they've all been really good too. 
the locals have been dope as well, but you know, everybody's just been it's been a fortuitous residency to, to fall into. Yeah. So that Motana Monday guys and check every out, Monday at vinyl. Yeah. And check out uh the Mom ATX Facebook page and the Mom Fam website if you get a chance. The Mom Fam website especially is is really dope. A lot of good remixes and mixes up there. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right, on my end, uh, let me tell you what's happening. Uh, Thursday night at Lanai, Four Jacks, uh, Mark Denham, Jamon, Blendy, and Kadabra. I think that's how you, that's how you say it. Yes. Name. Yes. Nice people. Yeah. Uh, so that's at Lanai on Thursday. Free champagne for ladies from 8 to 10. No cover. 21 and up, of course. Drink specials, all that good stuff. So it's Chicago House they play. What's that? It's Sh- Chicago House they play over there at Lanai. Four Jacks. It is Chicago House, the yes. genre. Love that stuff. Yeah. And also, if you're on your other side of town, uh, the Austin Hip Hop Cares Showcase going on at Flamingo. Uh, that's for um, all the victims and people who were affected by what happened, the tragedy during South by Southwest. So, uh, local hip hop crews going to have Crew 54, LNS Crew. Uh, Keith Corona, DJ Charlie will be there. Homies, yeah. all homies. Charlie, Jessica, Richard Henry, and it, it's only five bucks. So five bucks donation. It's all going to, again, all, all those people that are affected by the tragedy. So go check it out. Uh, support uh, this Austin giving back. So uh, let's uh, let's help however we can. Uh, let's see. Friday, it's the return of Peligrosa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pegros is back. The whole crew, uh, Odeon and the and company. There's so many of them. I don't even eleven of them or something. So that's like going Wu Tang. Pretty much. When I had on the show, that's what I told him. Like you're the Wu Tang or DJs. Yeah, you guys are like have affiliates and yeah. So that's happening at Empire uh, Control Room, Seventh and Red River on Friday night. Five bucks, but it's definitely worth it. It's gonna be crunk. It's gonna be dope, man. These guys real really put it down. Soon. Uh, Saturday, uh, OK Player presents The Tipping Point. That's that Empire also. Uh, Riders Against the Storm, who I had on the show too. Magna Carta, uh, Queen Dila, uh, East 35, a bunch of other people. Charlie's. They have Charlie's everywhere, man. Charlie's, all, Charlie's a worker, bro. Yeah, damn. So that's five bucks at Empire Saturday. Uh, Sunday, there's uh, Devin the Deuce coming back. He's, he always He's comes. always here. He's always here. Devin and Deuce coming back to scoot in. Uh, Scoremore puts all this stuff together. It's BYOB, 20 bucks. It's 420, so you got to celebrate. Yeah. Isn't uh, the Molly Fest this weekend, too? It is. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a man. Yeah. I have a festival every weekend in the city. Tr- well, but, dude, 420, though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's Austin, bro. It's, it's got to be. You got to do something. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You're making words and sentences. It's the same thing. It's true. It's my French. See that? <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all I got. Um, oh, oh, one last thing. Uh, the uh, the group me is still going on. Uh, I'll put the link, as always, on the post so you can join. We have a bunch of people in there, and people just keep up with each other and uh, share information in real time about what's going on. So if you are once at... You go see some... You go see Dig at Vulcan Gas Company Friday, and you're like, hey, I'm over here. It's dope. You know, come check it out. Come have a drink with me. Uh, it's really great to connect until Nightwire comes out, of course. I brought it, I talked about it before. Uh, still in the works, guys. It's coming. It is coming. It's going to be dope. And that's all I got. So make sure you comment. 
uh, share this with your friends, Facebook, Twitter. You can uh, follow us at The Feedback, B-A-K. Uh, again, this is all about Austin, Austin Nightlife. We support the industry. We support the people who make it fun for you guys uh, when you're out. So make sure to support those guys, all right? That's all I got. Thanks again for having me back. Thank really you so much. Really appreciate you. Uh, thank you, day one, for real. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. You have a good one. Talk to you next week. Ciao. Deuce.